Back to the bins. I'm Paul Spataro, and I am joined, as always, by Dr. Bill Robinson. Him, him. And with us is Mr. Scott Gordon. Oh no, Scott's not here. Once again, how you doing? <laughs> How's it going? Scott's middle name this week is David Pascarella. Pleased to be here. So Dave, Dave stepped up to uh, replace Scott, and you can't truly replace Scott so much as just make him look foolish by not being here <laughs> oh he's so mean <laughs> anyway yeah we uh just to, to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit bill and i recorded an episode i don't know maybe a month and a half ago where we yeah we went over kind of our want lists what we're doing and collecting recently you know what we're looking for how we're going about it that kind of thing and the recording was lost to the whims of the Skype MP3 recorder. So we decided we would kind of revive that talk and redo it a little bit, but also go into New York Comic Con that Dave and I both attended this past weekend. So that's our goal for today. Uh, so I guess we'll start off by talking about comic book want lists, comic book collecting, what we do right now as far as that goes. So I'm going to just throw it out to you first, Dave. Right now, what is your focus when it comes to comic collecting? I would say my overall focus is on the uh, bronze into the silver age. My collecting is, you know, the Superman comics. And I've gone back pretty far with that. I'm up to, in the Superman title, I go back to about 1963. And in the Action Comics title... About 67, 68. Are those complete so, runs from that point? Complete. No gaps whatsoever. Oh, wow. So the problem is I'm getting to the point now where it's I'd have to sell a kidney to get anything much older. So I've well, jumped you know, over. You, can, you do have two of them. Well, that's true, and you never know who might want one, though. Hey, over here. Uh, <laughs> Bill's at the top of the list. <laughs> okay. And uh, I've also gone a bit into the war comics. I, I was always a fan as a kid uh, of a comic series. They never really had their own book. They were a bit of a backup feature called The Losers. It was a World War II story with uh, two Marines, uh, an Indian who was uh, Army Air Corps, and a Navy captain. And his shtick was he was kind of written in the vein of John F. Kennedy, I guess. Except he only had one eye and one leg, but he lost his PT boat, so he was teamed up with this group called the Losers. He had a uh, an eighteen issue run in the sixties, and I've been working to fill that one out, and uh, I'm down to six issues now. So that's where my want list really is some some old Green Lantern maybe, but that's really where I am. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I noticed that, well, and we're going to talk a little bit about New York Comic Con, but I did notice that you're, you know, as we were perusing through some back issues, you did have very specific goals as you were looking through, through the boxes. You know, it wasn't just kind of like, let me see what catches my eye. There was none of that going on. Right. You know, the thing is, every so often I wind up opening another can of worms. You know, just when you finish, I finished out the G.I. Joe comics from the, you know, the original run, the Larry Hammer run. Mm-hmm. So, of course, instead of leaving it be, I decide to open the can of worms of Battlestar Galactica. So I, <laughs> that so should I've be been, easier to get, I would think. I got the first seven, actually, for very cheap. And now it's uh, I'm jammed up at number eight because I kind of like to go in order. Unless I come upon, you know, a find, which I never quite do. That'll be next week's mission, maybe. Right. You know, there's always something new to add to the list. How about you, Bill? What's what's your focus of late? Uh, well, after I finished up uh, everything, everything Avengers. Um, once that was totally complete, you know, you just kind of look around and go, "All right, what's next?" And uh, because I got the CLZ app, that kind of um, that kind of just stirred the collecting bug because. Uh, it was. It's just so easy to catalog stuff, and then and then to figure out what I have and what I didn't have, and I had gone through and organized a lot of my Marvel stuff, and then, so, I've got all my Iron Mans in there, uh, the Fantastic Four, uh, but then I realized I didn't really have any any Defenders, so now I'm trying to get um, trying to get the Defenders, and I hit a lot of stores for some weird reason during during the summer through the month of July. Uh, there was a like a local store in Tampa that was offering like all back issues for a dollar for a whole month. My local LCS was doing that too. Uh, if, if they were nine ninety nine and under, uh, they were a dollar. Well, actually, the, the other store was doing the same thing. So I was able to complete. I just got a bug up my butt and I got a whole run of ROM Micronauts. And just this past uh, past Friday, I I completed. Um, a run on Dazzler. You might be saying Dazzler, but eh. <laughs> it was a small run. I figured I can get them all, and I found them all in the dollar bin. So the Dazzler run cost me forty-two dollars. That's it. Of course, Professor Allen's going forty-two dollars. <laughs> forty-two dollars. You got your mind? Got, I hope you got sixteen hundred comics for that money. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, well, actually, I guess it would be 160. I am yeah. exaggerating, in my, right? Yeah, so something like I, that. There's a zero in there somewhere. It might be 160. It might be 60. I don't know. Whatever. So like, we'll so advertise like my, it. It's fine. My big thing now is I'm looking for Iron Man. Uh, that's I, I only need 35 issues to complete um, Iron Man. Uh, oh, and I also went back and got all the recent Iron Man series all up to date all the fantastic fours all up to date uh so i i need like 35 issues of iron man to complete basically everything except for maybe a couple mini series here and there i i didn't really uh really look too deep into those and my fantastic four i need 105 issues to have all the fantastic four um yeah that's that's pretty much but the ones that are really bugging me, and I had you looking for them for me um, at the con this weekend, is I cannot. I need one issue 
of Thunderbolts. And even Kirk uh, Kirk was looking for it for, for me at a con in West Virginia. Thunderbolts, Volume 1, Issue 127. Nothing special about it as far as I know. When I ask for it in stores, they're like, nah, there was no... Not, nothing special there. Just can't find it. Can't find it anywhere. I, I've, I've hit every comic book store in a 100-mile radius from my house, and I cannot search. Yeah, not just not there. And yep. that, Young Avengers Volume 2, number 14, is another one I can't find. And then there was a uh, a series called um, Iron Age back in... Let me see. I got, I'm looking at my app. You're looking at your abs? What? App. Oh, not okay. abs. Back in 2011, there was a uh, series called Iron Age. And all I need on that now is issue two and three. But it's kind of weird because it says Iron Age featuring Fantastic Four. And it's got... It, it's like a time travel story with Iron Man. Um, but it's got Johnny Storm on the cover. And then in the third issue... It's got Dazzler is featured on the cover. So I'm just looking for two and three of that. And, I mean, and oh, I almost have a full set of What If Volume 2. I got a couple I'm looking for that, too. So, and probably the one I won't be able to find that I, for a cheap price that I used to have in that run was issue 105, which was like the first appearance of Mae Parker, Spider Girl. Mm-hmm. Which I had that at one time, and I think I friggin' sold it. I haven't come across it yet, so that's that's kind of what I'm looking for. Yeah, got the I, got the collecting bug again. Yeah, I, my my collecting bug has been revived as well, probably to the detriment of my bank account. Mm. Uh, but I I found that it really is very much just Marvel Bronze Age, well, mostly Marvel Bronze Age, certainly. Mostly Bronze Age altogether. There's a few DC series that I'm still inclined to go after and try and complete. Mm. Uh, but I'm finding that I'm, I'm chasing stuff that's a little bit more off the beaten path than what I used to go after. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I just dropped my page here. Oh, there it is. Okay. Like, for example, one of the series that I was looking to close out this weekend uh, at New York Comic Con was Amazing Adventures. You know, so series like that are kind of what I'm focusing on. I mean, I would love to get a complete series of Spider-Man or the Avengers or something like that. And I'm always keeping my eyes open for, you know, real good buys on those. But the ones I find myself actively searching for nowadays are uh, series like Amazing Adventures, which now I've limited myself to just needing issues 11 and 22. So that's not so bad. Camelot 3000, I just completed the run on that. I, I if, if you remember that series... It was a 12-issue miniseries. They had 11 issues come out on an either monthly or bi-monthly basis. And then there was a full year between 11 and 12. Oh, and I, during I that year that. is when I stopped collecting comics. Oh, so I, never, I never bought issue 12, and it took me until this weekend at New York Comic Con to actually get that. Uh, wow. I find myself looking for like the original uh, Captain Marvel you know, from Marvel Comics. Uh, the... the uh, What's his name? Man Wolf run on Creatures on the Loose. Uh, the Marvel Doc Savage series, which I'm down to just eating, needing issues three and four on. Uh, Frankenstein Monster, which I need quite a few, actually, of those still. Uh, what else have I been chasing? I've been looking for some old Luke Cage books. Those I've had some mixed uh, 
mixed luck on. Uh, the Son of Satan, I, I've gotten most of his run on Marvel Spotlight. I'm also chasing Marvel Spotlight and Marvel Premiere. And, you know, Namor the Submariner, I'm down to three, four, five, like, like maybe about eight issues of that that I need to complete it. Uh, I only have a handful of Werewolf by Night, but that's another one I'm going after. So I'm not really going after the big, you know, the big ticket items so much as the smaller series that I can just kind of close out. Although, and we'll, tr we'll be talking about New York Comic Con soon, as I was going through the bins there, I did find uh, that I picked up probably about a dozen issues of Thor that I needed. So it's not, I'm not searching for those so much, but when I see a good one in front of me at a decent price, I'll still hop, you know, hop on that you know, for Thor, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, or The Avengers, any of those that I need. But you know, that's, that's where I find my focus lately. Uh, I'm also trying to complete the original run on Warlock, which I picked up issues, I think, four and five from New York mm. Comic Con. So, yeah, it, it's hit and miss. Uh, I'm finding, and, and we'll talk a, again a little bit more about this when we talk about the con, it depends on where you go shopping, because I'm finding that, you like, let's say an issue of Warlock, like number, t number four, you know, you could find it in the $2 bins or $3 bins in some places. And then there's other places where you'll see it, you know, and, and it'll be marked up for like $25. Yeah. So to me, the key is just to bypass those $25 places and keep, you know, just keep being vigilant in those 2 and $3 bins. And a lot of times you find, you know, a lot of stuff to close out what you need. And that's that's the way I'm trying to treat it. So that, that's, right. my, that's my comic book want list story right now. Well, yeah, one of the places that I found out here locally, and I think this was in, might have been in the, the, the stuff that was lost, was like a local store. He's got like 400,000 back issues, all at a dollar a piece. And then he's got other stuff that he has higher priced. And um, But i got to maintain my control because I'll be... I'll be. I'll go to other stores and I'll be like, oh, oh, there's some, you know, I need this, but, 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 but then I'm like, well, did I check the store where it's, it, it, there's just so many books in there, and he's only open three days a week for like six hours, so there's a small window of opportunity to get in and find what you need and get out, but, uh, and you know, he'll uh, work with you on, you know, things, you know, hey, I need this, I, I can only afford to spend about that. Oh, okay, that's good, you know. It's, it's, you know, he's, uh, it's uh, called Missouri Comics, uh, and they've got an online store, because he mainly does online, and he's just open three days a week, just to, um, you know, for people to come in. I mean, but it's like a, it's like a comic collector's dream. You walk in, and it's, and it's from floor to ceiling, on shelves, comic books, and then open tables, comic books, and... He also has some LPs, some, some 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 toys, and he's got a great music selection. I always enjoy the music when I go in because it's a lot of uh, late 60s, early 70s rock. Uh, the Doors, Jimi Hendrix, Beatles, Springsteen. It's, you know, it's just a nice, a nice, you know, you just listen to the tunes. You do some, you know, digging and surfing. The only downfall I have, the only problem I have is that it's like I look through three boxes of thunderbolts but they're not organized they're just okay these are my thunderbolts boxes 
So you got to look through the entire thing for one issue. That's that's a little difficult sometimes. Yeah. Unless you have an image of the cover in your mind. Well, with the CLZ app, I've got it. So, but still, you know. Uh, oh yeah, I also completed uh, at his shop. I completed my Namor run. Um, you know, the one from the from the nineties. Yeah, that's what um, I'm working on now. Oh okay. Uh, Namor and Quasar, I completed there too. I forgot about those because those I just needed like a you know like 10, 15 books, and I was able to find them um, at at his shop. Um, but like the last few issues of that run are kind of hard to find of each of those because of the low print run they had towards the end of the series. Mm-hmm. So that's why they get harder to find towards the end. So, but uh, but yeah, it it it's a good shop. It's a good shop. I just got to maintain control, you know. I got a card that I, I got a card that I slip some money to, and whatever's on that card is all I can spend. So it's like, because my wife doesn't check it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't have any options like that here. Uh, I have to shop online, or I have to go into Manhattan, or out to where Paul is. We have nothing on Staten Island, mm. unless you want to get, you know, recent back issues. Oh, well, speaking of recent, I just picked up at my LCS, um, Yancey Street Comics. They had uh, they had an issue of Foom. Oh, yeah? Which one? Yeah. No, new. Brand new. Oh, that's right. You know what? I saw that. Yeah. I got it for free. He let me. I don't know if they were charged, if it was supposed to be free, but he threw it in. So I got Foom number one. Or, well, um, a relaunch, obviously. And. They talk about the original Foom. I haven't read it completely yet, but it's it's really just an advertisement for the upcoming stuff. Because I'm I'm getting the Avengers, and uh, I got Marvel Le- Legacy One that launched uh, like last week or the week no two weeks ago. Um, I don't know if you guys have read that. I think I mentioned it to you, Paul. So I don't think you've uh, seen it yet. No, I haven't. It's you know kind of like relaunching the Marvel Universe, bringing back some old characters, re revamping some things. So it looks interesting. Uh, I'm gonna uh, they're bringing back Marvel two and one with the Thing and Johnny Storm. Hmm. Oh really? Yeah, I'm gonna I I think I'm gonna pick that up, and um, uh, because the storyline is called the Fate of the Four, so it might be interesting. Maybe they're finally gonna bring back the Fantastic Four. Don't know. And then uh, I'm also I'm actively collecting Iron Man again. And the Avengers, and and of course, and I'll I'll be doing like I said, Marvel two and one. So that's that's what I'm collecting new, as of now. Yeah, right now my new collecting is extremely limited, and generally it's just kind of if I hear something's coming out that really really piques my interest, but otherwise even new stuff that intrigues me, I'll wait until it's in the dollar bins before I'll buy it. Yeah, I. I should do that, but I'm so caught up with the Avengers now. I don't want to have to go back and hunt all those again. I want to just keep. I want to keep the trend going. Yeah, I get that, and you know that's. I don't have any series like that. You know, a long, long-running series that I have a complete run of. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's well, just not I, happening for me. <laughs> I, I'll make Scott very angry because I oh, sat through. I sat through the new 52, hating the Superman comics. 
but convinced they were going to go back to the way it was. <laughs> I, you know, I, I made it through, and now I'm in a happy place with the new relaunch. Well, yeah, because they, but was that in Rebirth or yeah, yeah, that's Rebirth. That's in Rebirth. But don't they have two Supermen now? No, they. Spoilers: They killed the new Fifty Two Superman off. Oh. And they killed the new Fifty Two Lois off. So it is the original, you know, uh, pre-Flashpoint Superman and Lois. But how did they? Sur- uh, I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We could do a whole show just on that mm-hmm. crazy nonsense. Well, now they've got they're doing stuff with uh, with the Watchmen. They've got a new Doomsday Clock or Doomsday something is supposed to be a sequel to Watchmen. See, I, I, I'm not getting into that. I'm sticking with my Superman titles, and that's it. Mm. Yeah, that was uh, because uh, one of the girls at the comic store was saying, "Oh, yeah, yeah, the new thing is Doomsday." watch or doomsday i'm like oh what's i'm like what is doomsday coming back oh no no it's a sequel to Watchmen. i'm like really oh because i guess somehow spoilers dr manhattan has been mucky mucking with the dc universe apparently yeah there was something like that in rebirth that, that yeah he, he was the one responsible somehow for the whole new 52 or something along those lines i don't, I don't know and Frankly, if you're going to email in about it, it's like, okay, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You're old. You don't care. (laughs) No, not really. Honestly, I don't. (laughs) uh, Well, you know, I I downloaded that app today, Paul, the one uh, you see. CLZ. Mm -hmm. And I started putting my books in. It's fun, isn't it? It is. But, you know, you realize how the real money is in different covers. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. yeah. You start seeing the alternative covers, yeah. Right. I mean, there was one series that maybe it was Convergence or something where it was six issues, but 40 varieties. Well, when they when they launched USA Avengers, or, yeah, US Avengers, 50 different covers, one for each state. I think they did that at one point with the Justice League in the new 52. Mm. Actually, I think there was more than fifty. They had the fifty states, and then they had other variants and stuff. You know, I'm and it, and I some of these variants are oh, two hundred dollars for the variant. It's the same effing book inside. Yeah. Am no, I getting I, a strip I, of gold with it too? I mean, I'm not paying two hundred dollars first because the cover's different. I'm sorry. I, I mean, you know, I'm sure if I had money to spend, I would probably might spend it if I, but. No, I'm just I I can't justify that, you know. It like, comes here's, a goal. Here's my thought process on that. If there's if there's variant covers, you look at them without knowing which one's the variant, pick the one you like the best, and as and long you, as the price hasn't been increased for it, that's the one you buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I agree. And even you know, I go in the stores and there'll be a variant, and it's like twenty bucks. I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think so. Well, that's a limited cover, you know. Who cares? You know. <laughs> you know what? When it, back in the day, it, it's not my problem. You had to buy an extra hundred books to get this variant, and now you're going to charge twenty dollars to try to recoup for the other hundred books that you're not going to be able to offload, and you're going to keep till free comic book day and give away for free. That's not my problem. I know it's a business, you know, but whatever. 
Back in the day when a variant cover would be a rare thing, I could understand that somehow that would pump up the value. But variant covers are so ridiculously commonplace that who cares? Yeah. Either you like the cover or you don't like the cover, but it isn't worth paying extra for it. You know, like if you pay uh, like $200 for a variant, why don't you just contact the artist and have them draw you something? <laughs> I mean, for that amount. You could probably get something unique. Yeah, you uh, probably could. Man, because I'm old. Actually, I think that could be a good segue <laughs> into New York Comic Con. <laughs> so, uh, as, as we're talking now, New York Comic Con has just closed out today. It's four four day run for 2017, which is the standard Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, as has been my custom of late, I went on Thursday with my kids, and then on Friday on my own. On Friday, I met up with Dave, and we hung out together there pretty much most of the day. Most of the day that we were there, <laughs> let me correct that, because we right. weren't there the entire day. Um, and uh, to be frank. I think, or to be Paul, uh, I think <laughs> I'm going to cut back and just next year go one day. I don't know if it'll be Thursday or if it'll be Friday, but I think it's going to be one day because I didn't really see ultimately the need to make it into a second day. You know, us- usually I spend the first day kind of wandering around with my kids, let them kind of pick where to go, we check stuff out. We fill up the time till we get tired, and then we go home. Then Tuesday, usually there's enough to do and enough adrenaline still kind of going that now I go to all the places where they really didn't feel like going, and I spend some time and fill up the day that way and usually, you know, spend most of the day until at least until about mid-afternoon, and then I'll head home. This year I found on the second day, other than the fact that I got to hang out with Dave, which is always enjoyable, Thank you. Other than that, there really wasn't a lot of impetus for me to be there other than to go through back issue bins, which I really could have squeezed that in. I could have stayed an extra hour on Thursday and done that, or an, or two hours on Thursday. I mean, you know, ultimately, they didn't close up. I don't think they closed up there till 8 o'clock. And a lot of our time, a lot of our time on Thursday ended up being, you know, waiting online to take a picture with Mark Hamill. Uh, so, other than that particular thing that went on, uh, you know, I could have I could have easily done my back issue diving on Thursday mm-hmm. as well. Was that pretty cool to meet him? Was that? Uh, yeah, it was. It was. Did you get like thirty seconds with him? Yeah, probably about that. Yeah, uh, maybe if that. I don't even know. But you know, uh, it, first of all, it, it was. I'm not going to even say how much it cost. It was ridiculously overpriced, uh, and my kids both said they wanted to do it. So I said, fine, if you want to do it, I said, I'll split the cost with you. We could pay a third each. And they Mm. were like, okay. (laughs) So you know what? At that point, I said, all right, let's do it. So, you know, we we did it. And then, you know, you go on a long line. And they bring you into the area where he's sitting on a stool. And, you know, we walked in and, you know, he shook each of our hands. and said, how you doing? And then my son asked him, you know, what what pose do you suggest? And he said, uh... You know, like force uh, something or other. Uh, so, so we all kind of did the force thing with our hands, took the picture, he shook our hands goodbye, and then that was it. You know, our, our Mark Hamill adventure was over. But he was friendly enough, you know, and that's, that's really all. You know, for, for that couple of moments, he was friendly enough. 
So that was it was it was you know and my kids really enjoyed the experience so I, I can't really complain about it other than the fact that it was a lot of money. Uh, but it was well spent. I think ultimately it is. Once 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 I stop feeling the pinch in my in my wallet because of it, then I think it will have been money well spent. You know the thing is, at least he was nice about it. I, you know, I've done this not with him, but you know, with other folks. The ones that at least pretend to be appreciative that you're there, it makes it you know enjoyable. Sometimes you you get people who. You could tell they don't want to be bothered, and they're getting paid for it. Yeah, which is crazy. You know, if if you're gonna do that, I remember that with uh, what's that, Peter Mayhew, one year he he was absolutely miserable to everybody that came up to him. I, and I wasn't one of the people who went up to him, but I, I heard from various people that that he was just, you know, like, you know, why are you even here? It was kind of the, the thought process. Yeah, if you really don't want to do it. Well, I mean, he may not have. I mean, I don't know what his. I have no idea what his financials are, but maybe well, you know, it's kind of kind of like he didn't have a choice because he doesn't. Okay. I mean, I don't know what if he gets any residuals for for Star Wars being shown on Spike TV twenty five times but, a week. But then, what he's doing for a living is coming to these shows. And, right, right. And, so you and should have some job professionalism. Is to be pleasant to the people who come up to him. That's his job. Mm-hmm. It's not really that difficult of a job. Well, perhaps he just has nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go! I got nowhere else to go! I got nothing else. There you go. I I guess you've listened to the show once or twice, did you? Once in a while. Uh, just, you know, when we got there on Thursday, we walked around, you know, kids took pictures with some cosplayers. I had two friends that asked me to look for con, you know, exclusives. And one was a Funko figure, you know, pop figure. And the line was just incredibly long. So it was like, I'm not getting anywhere near this. And I wasn't even sure if I waited on the line if I would be allowed to get it because apparently when I looked up Funko, they had some sort of a lottery to get the uh, exclusives. So that was out. And the other was a uh, Stranger Things backpack. And when I went to them, they said, oh, they sold, totally sold out of them within one hour. <laughs> so he says, you know, they said, oh, we'll have more tomorrow. And t- the next day they were also sold out in an hour. So that was that was it for my exclusives. And you know, we walked around, we checked out a lot of the different booths. I actually went and did some back issue diving then and you know, bought I don't know, maybe twenty books at that at that point. Uh then we went down to uh Artist Alley, which Artist Alley was moved from where it normally is. And that's one of the reasons I was a little sour on this show. Normally Artist Alley is my favorite place to be and First of all, because it's usually in a much more airy, open place, so you don't have that mob scene with the people. Second of all, one of my things is because I'm such a fan of Silver and Bronze Age books, I generally find the creators I want to spend time talking to aren't being mobbed quite as much by the younger clientele. Right. That second factor ended up being true again because, you know, 
I did get to talk to some people. I'll talk about that in a second. But the area they had was much, much more confined and much more difficult to, to navigate through. So I really, you know, it was hot. It was the, the airflow wasn't good, and it was difficult to get through. So I was not happy with Artist Alley. That said, as I started to walk through, the first guy who I saw that I approached was uh, Joe Staten. And he was actually sketching a uh, commission at that time, so I didn't want to bother him too much. But I just, you know, walked up and told him how much I enjoy his work, and we talked a little bit about some specifics, things that he that he had worked on. And I looked through his his uh, portfolio that he was selling, which I couldn't afford anything in. Uh, but he he was very nice and very seemed very appreciative as I uh, talked to him about it. And and I, the one one thing I specifically remember kind of going over with him is. I don't know if you remember this, Bill, but we covered a book that he had done uh, that was a $6 million man book. Oh, the now, yeah, the Charlton, the one that yes. we thought Neil Adams did the cover. Yes, I think, and we you know, talked he about did. the fact how, how Neil Adams did the cover and how he did the interiors and how his style couldn't be more different from Neil Adams' style, <laughs> even though we enjoy both of them so much. And he, he was kind of getting a kick out of that a little bit. Um, I, you know, then... Uh, then we were walking down, and I, I saw Jerry Conway, and you know, he's just sitting there hanging out. Nobody's bothering him. So we went over, and I talked to him for a while, and he was he was pretty cool. And we talked about different things, uh, as far as I didn't even realize. We talked about how young he was when he started writing for Marvel Comics. And he told me I didn't, I, I had not known. He said he was only 15 years old when he started. Wow. I knew, wow. He, I knew he was young. I didn't realize he was that young. So we talked a little bit about that. I, I introduced him to the kids, and I talked to you know I pointed out that he had uh, was the co-creator of the Punisher, and uh, that he was the infamous uh, person behind the death of Gwen Stacy. And mm-hmm. they both kind of found that interesting, and he he kind of just kind of nodded and shook his head. Uh, and I ended up buying a print. He had three things, three three types of prints. One was a you know a blow up of the cover of Spider-Man 121. One was a blow-up of the cover of Spider-Man 129, and one was another one of 121, but it was a blow-up of the original art for the page, and they were 10 bucks each, so I, I ended up, I wanted to buy one and have them autographed, which I did, but I really was very torn between which one of those three I wanted to get, mm-hmm. and I ended up getting the original art for 121. I, I just thought it was a little different than anything else I have, so I kind of went for that. Mm. And who else did I talk to in Artist Alley? He stopped for a couple of minutes and I talked to Billy Tucci, who's always a pleasure to talk to. Uh, he's, he's just like such an energetic guy. Did you make any inroads? Get a guest? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I've been meaning, actually, I wanted to reach out to Jerry Conway after the show and, and see if, uh, if I could uh, see if I can line him up for the show. But we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I also stopped. I talked to Franco for a little while. He does, you know, Tiny Titans. He's a good guy. He's good friends with Jason Giaconetti, so I always make a point of talking to him. So, uh, and that was that was pretty much it for my interaction in uh, Artist Alley. And then we went back up and got our free Chevrolet New York Comic Con t-shirts, and we were about ready to leave at that point. So, you do you think... Um does the con, I don't want to say they don't care about the artists or, I mean, did they give more prominence to newer artists or older or the whole artist alley itself sucked overall? 
Well, you know, I, I was really kind of down on it, and then Franco pointed out to me that uh, the reason they did it is because the normal area where they have Artist Alley was, had some sort of construction going on. Ah. So they didn't, they didn't really have much choice. Gotcha. Uh, but as far as how they're situated, I didn't see a lot of rhyme or reason to where the older artists were or the newer, newer artists. I mean, I kind of would like it for my own purposes if they had the older artists or older creators all together bunched up because those are the ones I want to see. Mm-hmm. And as I said, they don't seem quite as popular with some of the other people. So there'd be a nice open area for me to kind of jump back and forth from those guys. Yeah, because yeah, the, old, the older oh. guys who seem to pull in the attention are you know guys like George Perez. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil Adams is act, was is actually up on the main floor. He's not in Artist Sally. He he gets a lot of action. Same thing with Jim Steranko. Yeah, because Neil Adams when when he was at the Tampa Con, con uh, that I went to like a year, ooh, year and a half ago maybe, um, it was uh, you know he had like a double. Like a double booth, like he had, he had like a whole corner, mm-hmm. and he had a big spread out table with everything. And then uh, when I went to see Mr. Perez, I didn't know that you had to have gotten early to get a, a ticket to get in line to get him to actually uh, sign anything. So it's just kind of like, oh, well, that kind of sucks. <laughs> it's like I didn't know that. So I just I got to look at him, go there he is, yeah, look Ben. <laughs> okay, let's keep moving. I had gotten a uh, a print from him signed about five years ago, and that was back when Thursdays were uh, only for f- people who had four day passes, and when they would still give me a press pass for doing the show, so I was able to go on Thursdays. And oh. it was much better back then because Thursdays was not crowded. That was that was what started me on the Thursday Friday routine. Then then they stopped giving me the free pass, and and I kept going for it anyway, and I. You know, it took me until this year for the light bulb to go on and then say, you know, why am I paying for two days? What uh, time did you get that Thursday? Uh, I would say we got to the con at about eh, maybe a little before two. Hmm. You know, would it kill a con to give seven. out some free passes? I mean, really. I mean, I don't know. I think I've mentioned before my, my grief. You know, you pay, you pay to park and you for you guys, you you, you got to pay to take a train to get in the city, yep. right? So well, you I drove pay. in on Thursday. I took the train on Friday. Oh, okay. So you you either got to pay for a train or, or pay to park. Then you got to pay to get in, which is probably like for even my local con was forty dollars. You know, so after parking and the ticket to get in, you've spent sixty bucks. I'll I'll be honest with you. Parking probably is not an option. Unless you're going to get there at the crack of dawn. Because uh, those places looked packed, closed, don't, don't even try getting in. Well, that, that mm. was actually a, a, an interesting portion of my, uh, of my con-going experience this year. See, on, on Thursday I drive in because there's three of us going, and it's cheaper to pay for parking than it is to pay for the railroad for three people for round trip. Uh. So uh, I go on bestparking.com. And you put in the location you're going to, and it'll give you like a little grid with the streets, and it shows you all the local parking lots and how much you can get your spots for. And then you have a choice. You can print a coupon for that spot, but you're kind of at their mercy when you arrive as to whether or not they have spots available. Or you can 
prepay, which gets, I think, like a $5 premium on it. But then you have a reserved spot in that lot. So I found a lot that was about two and a half blocks from the convention. And it was $35, but with the $5 premium, it was $40. But for parking in Manhattan, that's pretty reasonable. And it is cheaper than it would have been for me to... uh, for me to take the train for the three of us. Yeah, because when we went in, wasn't it like the round trip? I think I spent like 48 bucks for me and Ben. Yeah, it's probably about right, about $25 a piece or somewhere around there. Mm. Um, so, you know, we drove into the lot, and when I went to pull into the lot, he told me, we're full. I said, I got it reserved. So I don't care if you got it reserved, we're full. I was like, I was seriously angry. <laughs> I started yelling at the guy. He, didn't, he really didn't care. Uh so I ended up having to pull out, and then I found another lot a block away. So it was still, it was actually a block closer to uh, to the convention. And all it said was, event rates apply today, no coupons accepted. And I thought, oh, geez, what are they going to charge me for this? Mm. Uh, you know, and, and I, but I was kind of at their mercy at that point, because what was I going to do? I wasn't going to drive home and take the train. So I pulled in. And when we finished and we went to the went back, the event rate was fifty dollars. So it cost me ten dollars more to park there, with you know no reserved spot. And actually, it was still cheaper than it would have been for us to take the railroad because three of us would have been about seventy five dollars. Hmm. So that ended up being Thursday. Friday, I took the railroad because it was just me, so it wasn't cost effective to park. So, why don't you why don't you pick up on Friday and then I'll join in with you there, Dave. Well, for me, uh, to tell you the truth, I only went to hang out with you, and I thought D- Dario might be going that day as well, because uh, I frankly don't enjoy going into Manhattan. I mean, for me, I got to take the train to the ferry to the train, and it's a pain in the neck to get there. And I was dreading the disaster that was last year when, uh, lucky enough, I, I met Daria, who was already on the line to get in. And it was about eight blocks away. Last year was a disaster. This year, I have to say, I got there. No wait whatsoever. You know, as the people moved, it went right in. Um, yeah, last, last year, I, I had that eight to ten block line and and it was very frustrating because you're waiting on the line and you see people cutting the line mm-hmm. and there's really very little you could do about it and it took quite a while to get in and i was dreading that this year then you and i started texting each other and you i knew you were ahead of me and that you were going to get there before me and i thought if all if i time everything perfectly i'll join you just about the time when you're going in <laughs> and i'll just get you to know, be able to to cut the line to join you uh, that was not to pass, though. <laughs> well, if it was like last year, <laughs> I still would have been about seven blocks away when you got there. <laughs> yeah, actually, but, I, I, I turned in and it was about a maybe a two thirds of a block line. And it was, you know, it was a thick line of people, but it moved along fairly quickly. It was and very I, efficient. And I texted Dave, Dave as I was waiting on the line. And then all of a sudden I look over and I could see him, you know, a couple of hundred feet away from me. So that worked out good. As soon as I got there, the two of us got together and we hung out all day. Uh, 
most of which time was spent looking at back bins. Yeah, that was the highlight of it. Um, as you said, the dollar bins are pretty much dead. It was tons of two dollar bins and some three and five. And then, of course, crazy prices where you could spend $75 and up. But uh, I found it uh, a worthwhile endeavor, to be honest. That first place we stopped at, which I think is the one we went to last year, where I picked up all those uh, All Fighting Forces. Mm-hmm. I, I got about mm, seven... No, I got more than that. I got about $25 worth of books there, including four of the Captain Storms that I'm looking for. So I only need six to finish that run. I got about three fighting forces, three Green Lanterns from the 70s, and I picked up the four issues of uh, the Return of the Jedi miniseries to finish my Marvel needs from the original Star Wars run. Cool. Yeah. So it was rather productive, and I, and I bought the first issue of G.I. Joe Special Missions from the 80s so I could start another project. <laughs> Last year when we went, and you and I hit that same two dollar uh, that store or the the dealer with the two dollar books, and I probably bought about fifteen books for about thirty bucks last year. Yeah, and I remember yeah. for for a year I kind of had some regret that they had so many books I wanted, but I you know limited myself for financial reasons and just because I didn't want to go too nuts. So, for a year, I kind of said, when I go this time around, I'm going to I'm gonna indulge myself. I'm you want to get nuts? Money, Let's get I'm, nuts. And, and I'm going to go nuts. <laughs> I'm, I'm going right, I'm going Batman 1989 right on him. <laughs> so, so, we hit that first stand, and I think I bought, and it was $2 books. I bought somewhere around 40 books there. So, I spent about 80 bucks at that first stop. Then we went to another place that had a significant number of $2 books. And before, what I had to do is I had to make Dave kind of hang out while I took my want list and I crossed off everything of those 40 books, crossed off them all off the list to make sure that I didn't go to the second stand and buy the same book I just bought because I was concerned about doing that. So we went to the second stand. I was concerned you were going to hurt yourself lugging that bag out of there. (laughs) I bought about... (laughs) About 25 more books at the second stand. And even with what I did, there were two when I finally started going through them that I had already bought and I picked up again. But the guy, you know, when I said something, the guy was nice enough to let me put those back and pick two other ones out. So it was no big deal. And at that at that point, I had, you know, whatever, I guess, uh, 70 books or something in the bag that I'm carrying around. And I had to tell Dave... If I, if I get too excited in any other stand now, you're going to have to just come up behind me, knock me out, and drag me out of this place. Because <laughs> I was definitely getting just that totally at, that total addict feeling. And I saw, you know, oh, I could get this, I can get that. Obviously, I'm never going to get everything I want, and certainly not going to do it all in one day. But, you know, I kind of bought a lot. And then what I did was to placate myself. I said, all right. Bill gave me the list of whatever it is, five books that he wants. Let's go looking for them. Because those are going to bring me to bins where it doesn't have stuff I want anyway. You know, it's going to be all the more more modern, modern stuff than what, what I'm looking for. And I came up completely empty for you, buddy. I'm sorry. 
But I tried. Uh, I swear, I tried. He did okay. try. He tried. I, I found one of them, and it only cost me a dollar, so I've got Iron Age Omega. So... Do you know it's when okay. you'll find? You know when you'll find that book that you really want, right after you pay more than you wanted to pay. Oh, I know, I know. That's that's why I keep waiting, keep waiting. I'll find it. It's out there somewhere. This isn't a hobby; it's a quest. Yeah, and that's kind of you know, you get that. It's I don't know. Sometimes it's fun just to chase things down, and luckily my job takes me, so, you know. So far from home, usually like the first thing I, I do before I start to head home, and I'm like 60 miles away or 30 miles away, I'll like, uh, you know, oh, comic book stores and such and such. And I'm like, okay, I could swing by that one on the way home, you know? Mm. Well, I have, I have some bittersweet feelings right now because Dave and I and Dario have been planning for... I know for a few months we keep talking about bouncing dates around, like when you know when are we going to get together and hang out? We'll have lunch. We'll do a little comic shop hopping, and we're set to do that on October fourteenth, which is probably the day this is going to post, uh, which is next Saturday. And we, what we decided to do is we were going to take a little bit of a road trip, and we're going to go to uh, Wild Pig Comics, which is Chris Eberly's shop, the guy from mm-hmm. uh, Comic Geek Speak, who's been on the show twice already. Chris is a hell of a nice guy, and I heard good things about his store, and I thought, well, it's 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 win-win because we'll uh, you know we'll, we'll go to his store, we'll actually meet him face to face, talk to him for a while, and we'll get to check out his store, which is supposed to be cool. And he and organizes he organizes his fifty cent bins, and we'll, we'll get to hang oh. out together, which is something else that you know we always enjoy doing. And I contacted Chris when we first talked about it, and he says that's great. He said I'm actually running a sale. The first week in October, but you know when you and your buddies come down, we'll you know I'll extend the sale sale prices to you. So you know, like I said, Chris is a heck of a nice guy. So I was you know very happy with that setup. So then last week I texted him and said, "Looks like we're you know looks like we're set. We'll see you on the 14th." And he texted back and said, "Unfortunately, due to a lack of business, we're going to be closing down the store at the end of the month." Uh. He said, you know, you, you can you still come down, still meet up, and you'll get some real good bargains. But I'm just very sad that we're going to finally get there and they're going to be closing down. And then I saw he posted on Facebook, I think yesterday, that he's starting with the liquidation sale as of this weekend. Hopefully there's still good stuff for us there next week. But uh, but I'm still feeling you know very sad that, that it's not. I just wanted there to be great buys and have this store that maybe we'd come back to again someday. But... Looks like this is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime occasion for us. That's a shame. It really is. Yeah. And like I said, Chris is a heck of a nice guy. So I, I you know, I, I just hope when all is said and done that he's, you know, doing. Okay. I, I think the store is more of a hobby for him because his his real uh, day job is he he's a teacher. Uh, but I, I just hope he's not, you know, losing his shirt in this deal. You know, I hope I hope it's he's he's liquidating but recouping everything. Mm. It's a tough business. It is. It is especially, you know, when when you're trying to sell back issues because there's a market for them, but when you want to try and get market prices, you got to be willing to 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 play the long game and have that thing hanging on your wall for a while. 
and I think anytime you're going for like price guide pri prices, you're, you're being a little foolish. Well, I think you got to diversify and, you know, you got to get in the, you know, you got to, you can't just, I don't think you could just, I don't think you can make it and just sell comics anymore unless you're just independently wealthy. You know, you got to, you, you got to go with either, you know, hero clicks or just statue, you know, something else that, that you can move. Cause you know, with, I just don't think it's possible. I mean, and again, I'm I'm not running a business, but well, I do, yeah, I do I mean, think I do think he he was. I think uh, was it Magic the Gathering or something like that was one of the card games that's popular. Mm -hmm. I think he had, I think he's had a lot of that going on in the store. I, I do think you know from what he said on uh, Comic Geek Speak, I think that has been, you know, a, a big part of his business. I'm not, I'm not even sure exactly how long it's going to take us to drive to this store, but uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm at least I'm, I'm glad that we're getting it in before the show is go the store is gone. That's yeah. that's the one aspect of it because I you know, I would hate to I would hate for the response to have been oh I just liquidated it there's no point in you coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was another store here um, that just closed up its doors back in uh, July and August too. They had been around for years and you know this I, I, I don't know if there's a saturation point that you could get to with, with comic shops I mean they're kind of spread out I mean there's a couple seems to be like there's a lot that are popping up in Tampa now but like up by me there's only really one and that's my LCS Yancey Street I mean, there's a smaller one up uh, by where you were visiting, Paul, up at Spring Hill. And then, um, then, then you visited the one in the mall, and you saw what his prices were. Just that's probably just so he, he could. He's probably hoping anybody will come in and buy something to pay for his rent in the mall. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I thought his prices, and it sounds to me like his prices are a little erratic. Like he'll have these high prices, but then he runs these sales where they're, you know, where it's like he's there's, he's throwing them out the door. You know? Probably has to has to make rent. <laughs> Got to get well, something. Maybe, maybe maybe if he went for some sort of more of a middle ground to begin with, right? Get right. more of a consistent flow of books out of there and and money coming in. Yeah. I mean that that was my my experience with the Tampa area. To be honest with you, between I guess between going with you and and going with our other friends, I probably hit four stores while we were down there, and they all seemed to have this. You know this price guide mentality going. Well, yeah, there and there's one in particular that I've found a lot of stuff at, but I walk up with a stack of books and man, I'm not going to name the store because I don't want to give them bad press. But I do not like you know it's like I I want to get in and get out. And now you sit there and you open a price guide and you go book by book. And this is stuff that I'm buying is like what if issues and it's, it's like look just give me them like two three bucks a piece you know don't sit here and look up each individual one and it's just like oh my god see see that would irritate me to the point of walking out i i was close but i was just like there was certain issues that i couldn't find and i needed it to finish little short runs here and there and i was just like i just dealt with it and waited and got my books and left and it's like you know that's like the last place that is the last place i will go to look for anything is that particular store now there's well, other things that they have that are awesome toy wise and other things, but 
man, they're back issues. And they got a ton of back issues. That's the problem. They got a ton of back issues, but I don't want to sit there and wait for this. Well, it's like, do that on your time. Don't do it on my yeah. time when I get there. Well, I mean, and I see the point because if they tag them, like, say, they four years ago they got this book and they put it in there. If they never bother to update it, they could be selling, like, a like a book for two bucks that actually should be going for five, you know. So I kind of see their point, but it's, you know, maybe, you yeah, like you're saying, maybe you should go through and update your books on your time. But I don't know. I guess it's well, easier was, for them just the to case, do it when uh, it comes up. That was the case when I went to Emerald City uh, by you. Oh, you know, could that be what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. When, I, when I went in there, they had about five boxes that were... Yes, uh, they do have I think, some. I think it was, yeah. I think it was like uh, $5 a book, but if you buy five of them, we'll give them to you for $20. Yeah, but you look yeah, that at that. Was, yeah. You look at that compared to the rest of their back issue selection, and that's like what a twenty fifth. I mean, uh, like a oh yeah, oh it's it's a it's a small small yes, percentage. very but small when I, percentage. When I walked away from that group of books, and I started to walk to the shelves where they had the other back issues, and I saw the sign that said, "Take your book up front, and we'll look it up and tell you what the price is." I didn't even bother looking through the bins. I wasn't interested anymore. Mm-hmm. Because I knew that that means they're going to sit there with a the price guide, and I'm not interested in paying price guide on any book. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it just, uh, yeah, that, that was actually uh, a point that I, I made. Uh, a couple of years back, Dave Dario and I were at New York Comic Con, and I posted a picture on Facebook of me holding Amazing Fantasy uh, 15. Okay. Right. And it was, I'm trying to remember, I think it was rated like a 5.2 or a 4.9, something like that, because it was it was uh, slabbed. And I think the price on it was $9,000. <laughs> and when I went on Thursday, there was a dealer who had slabbed books, and he had a slabbed copy of Amazing Fantasy 15, and it was rated like a 2.7. And, uh, and he was asking like $14,000 for it. And it was a nice enough guy. I didn't really have a problem with, with him when I was talking to him. And he basically said, he says, this, this book is like money in the bank. He said, it goes up like 15% every year like clockwork. He said, so, yeah, it's pretty reasonable that you saw it at that price then and you see it at this price now. And, and it did make sense. Hmm. Does better than an IRA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Conversation. Conversation. <laughs> well, that's because we're all thinking about our books right now, going, hmm. hmm. Just remember the rule is when you're selling, nobody's buying. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep. Alright, well, so I guess that's kind of our recap of New York Comic Con, and it's also our uh, just talking about what our want lists have on them and, you know, what we're looking for and it doesn't mean we're expecting any of you guys to buy stuff and send it to us, but if you did, we'd be okay with it. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so far gonna, in the huh? it, in the CLZ app, I've um, I've actually logged into the collection. I've got like thirty nine hundred books logged in um, on the want list. Uh, my wife's in the garage, so I can't really say. How many things are on the want list? 
because it may go badly for me. Hi, honey. And she's like, uh-huh, yeah. We'll just say it's not 3,900. <laughs> well, I, I got to tell you, like, I have, I did, on my CLZ app, I put in what I have, but I didn't create a CLZ want list. Because it kind of merges them. Well, yeah, it'll say, yeah, it'll say, like, if you do in collect, like, if you look at all, it'll say you have this, and it'll show where there's a gap. But if if you put it actually if if you actually put it into the into the want list, like the top one will have it'll say. My wife just gave me the the fingers to her eyes and pointed like she's watching me. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> don't you dare spend any money. Seven hundred and sixty-two on my want list. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say that out loud while she was in here. <laughs> Now, like ninety-seven of those are the defenders, and I'm trying to get Doctor Strange, and and like just for shits and giggles, I put the Justice League on there, and I don't have a lot of Justice League of America. There's like two hundred issues. I'll never get all those. So, yeah. But anyway, um, what was I saying? I forgot. Now. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I totally forgot what <laughs> yeah, I was. Oh no, you yeah. To, you were talking well, about with the, the CLZ. CLZ yeah. yeah. If you put them in, okay, if you just say what's in your collection, it'll show the gaps. It'll say you have one through four. Then if you don't have five, the next one will be like, you know, say you have six through ten. Then it'll say one, one dash four. Then it'll have a comma, six through ten. Now, if you put it in a, in the want list, it will say, you know, you want five. And then it'll have the next one. So it's a little easier instead of having to look at your... Yeah, go ahead. That's okay. She wants to beat the car, which three, two, one, and come on, beat the car. There we go. Beep. So anyway, yeah, yeah, all these such professionalism we got here. So anyway, yeah, it'll just it'll break it up between have and want when you look at it in the uh, all comics because you can select all top comics. In collection or want list. If you do all comics, it'll show them all, and you can blah blah blah. It's a pretty neat app. I like it. Yeah, I'm I love this app as well. So yeah, because I that was a thing. I I, I I would constantly go through and do my collection and write down and keep lists and then lose the lists and not know where they're at. Now it's like boom, it's right there. And I and I'm finding things that I didn't even know about because you do a search for a title and it pops. I'm like, oh, I didn't know about that. I got to find that. Something new I have to find. I mean, they even have the free uh, comic book uh, giveaway books, too. Yeah, yeah, they've got, like, if there's a barcode in there, you can probably, because that's the other thing. You can scan the barcode, it'll pop the, it'll pop the book up. Or you can or you can just type in the title, um, and you can just do that. But, but, yeah, you can put it on, scan the barcode, and, like, depending on which barcode setting you do it on, I think we've talk, talked about this before. Like, you can break it down to where it'll pull up the... It, individual issue or if you do it like on a wider spread with the barcode you know instead of making it read the, the two separate sections like it'll pull up the entire the, the entire title you know it'll say ff or or whatever so yeah i mean it's it was uh 15 bucks when i bought it but it's helped me really organize my comics and spend more money mm. <laughs> 
And that's the problem with it. But yeah. what are you going to do? So I guess that's it for our uh, collecting slash Comic-Con episode. Our collecting jibber-jabber. <laughs> but, uh, thanks thanks for coming on, Dave, and talking to us about it. Because it's kind of fun. To, it's, to me, that's part of, part of the deal with collecting. Is it's kind of fun just to... To go through it all the time and talk about what you're doing and what you, you know, that that's that and actually searching out the books is half the fun. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for asking me to come. And searching is half the battle. Yep. <laughs> buying is well, buying is seven eighths of the battle. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And tune in next week when we'll probably review some sort of comics. Bye, what? everybody. Comics? What are those? I gotta bring a book? <laughs> no book for you. We were unsuccessful. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks. And we'll see you next week. Like, whatever.